Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Hi, uh, hello to everyone. Welcome to the Everyday Martial Arts Podcast with me, the Dark Master, Master Gale. Um, we've got a great, great guest for you today. Uh, Mrs. Alison Gilder from all the way from Norway, one of our Puma martial arts instructors, a uh, fantastic lady who's been teaching for some time now and um, is doing really, really well. So I uh, hope you enjoy uh, the chat. And um, without further ado, hello. Hello, Ms. Mrs. Gilder. How are you? Hi, very well, thank you. It's nice to be here. Good, good, good. Well, luckily, luckily, it's the sun is shining here, so I have no complaints about the weather at the moment. Uh, but I am I am missing the cool weather in Norway because myself and uh, Master Ogborn have spent some time in Norway, and we do love it. We do love the, uh, the contrast of the weather. What, what's it like there at the moment? Well, actually, today is a beautiful day. The sun is shining. It's not too not too cold. There's no sure. frost this morning, so it is the perfect day. You would have loved to have been here. Excellent. Well, um, you know, the, our listeners um, will hopefully uh, enjoy our chat. We're going to talk a little bit about perhaps your, your martial arts and a little bit about the, uh, the situation in, in Norway regarding martial arts. And as I always do, I always start off these podcasts with finding out a little bit about your, your own martial arts journey and, um, you know, how that's been. Uh, for you, you know, just uh, I know, as I mentioned before, and I talk to all people, this can take hours. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we haven't got hours. We haven't got hours. So you've got to condense it to a few minutes. But um, tell us a little bit about your your own martial arts journey. Well, it's quite interesting. I, I started um, oh, 21, 22 years ago in Tor Point in Cornwall. And I was doing a boxer size class with a, with a lady in Tor Point. And she said, oh, you know, there's a taekwondo club starting up in the school. You know, we're doing this boxer size. Why don't we uh, have a go at doing uh, taekwondo? Uh, so we all went along as a, as a mass group of ladies. And uh, it was Mr. Wood, Mr. Chris Wood was the instructor with Mr. Bishop as the assistant instructor, who was, I think, was a, maybe a second or first cup at the time. And yeah, we all, and we started and, you know, it was really good fun. We really enjoyed it. The fitness aspect was really good. And that's how I got in. That's how I got into it. Sure. Good and simple. I had a, a young, my, my eldest daughter was about four at the time. So she started in the little Puma class. So I think it was a little dragons at the time. Yeah. So yeah. she started that. And, and then the following year, you know, I was still going and most of the other ladies had, had stopped. Yeah. And, uh, and I've always, I've always enjoyed being part of uh, group sports. Sure. You know, where you, you know, I'm quite introverted really. And 
you know, in social situations, I'm not brilliant. But in group things like that, where you can come together, you can you can do your your sport, um, you know, meet other people without the pressure of being in that social situation. Yeah, yeah. Really, really works well for me, and sure. uh, and yeah, and and I, I never stopped. Actually, it, it, it's it's interesting because as an instructor, I've I've been teaching oh since uh, well, actually, it was the, the late seventies, early eighties. But um, I've always found that that ladies, when they join, they they tend to join in a group, and they all tend to leave in a group <laughs> because if one goes, oh well, I'm not doing it without you. So that was quite unusual. Did you did you not think that was quite unusual for you? Uh, to stay where, where all the others went and left. I, yeah, I, I, at the time I didn't really think about it. You know, I just you just get on with it. You just go and one by one they all dropped off for whatever reason. Yeah, and I never did go back to those exercise classes because they they kind of dropped off as well. Sure. So I I never kept in touch with those ladies. So I have no idea whether they picked it up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I, I don't know whether I would have started without that little push. It, it's something right. that I'd never really thought about. Sure. I'd never, you know, I've always been quite sporty, but I, I used to um, teach um, figure skating. Yeah, so I, I, I was skating every, every day of my life almost. Right. Um, but I'd I'd stopped at that point, so I think subconsciously I was looking for something to replace skating you sure. know, something else that you know works your mind as well as your body yeah 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 no, well, it's it's um interesting the contrast between uh skating and martial arts i'm i'm sure because for example you know i played football before i did uh, taekwondo i never thought i'd give up football i was quite a keen footballer but actually, there were there are quite a lot of parallels, and I suppose you know when you're doing sporting activities, there are always going to be parallels. But what what do you think the parallels were with, say, figure skating and martial arts, or or are? Well, I think uh, for me, the, the the first one was, as I said before, being a part of um, a, a group, sure. and having and having other like-minded people, people interested in the same thing as you. Yes, you yeah. know, and meeting up with them, and you know, you do your thing and go home. Um, and I, I don't know. I think it's just you know it it was just that side of things, and sure. and, and also I've always been quite good at learning. You know, I used to do ice dance, and you know, it, I you always have to learn set moves in a set way, and right. So and and that's something that's always interested me, and yeah, I like yeah, doing. excellent, excellent. So um, I mean, you mentioned there that obviously you were you started uh, in Plymouth. Uh, down in uh, Tor Point, that way, uh, and you're now in Norway. So, how did yeah. you get there? <laughs> Why did you get there? <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, um, my husband was in the navy, and he was posted here uh, to be uh, affiliated with NATO, and he had a three-year posting. And so we thought, you know, it's a great opportunity. Why not? Let's let's get up and go. So we moved and we moved on to a little military um, a military patch with lots of other uh, Brits, you know, Army, Air Force, Navy, everything. And we were here for two and a half, three years. And then my husband was retiring from the Navy. So he applied for um, a permanent job, a civilian job within NATO, and luckily got it. So we moved back to the UK in March 2006. And by August 2006, we were back in Norway. Yeah. 
which was kind of a crazy a crazy year and yeah so we and we've been here ever since yeah yeah well i don't blame you i love i love coming to norway it's uh, it's a great uh, great place great people so obviously you mentioned about you know you're starting in martial arts and i i always like to think that as martial arts instructors and uh, particularly students who are very serious about their martial arts we, we do live martial arts every day and and which is what this podcast is all about and um whether that be you know our philosophy the way we think or or you know our training every day so um i mean it's an open-ended question but you know how, how do you uh live martial arts every day really i know, I know that you're a uh, an instructor and you, you teach children and adults and all through the age range you know from young to old so um yeah what how do you fit that into your own martial arts so how do you fit martial arts into your life every day well i i don't think i i don't think i consciously think i don't set aside a time every day and think oh well now i'm going to think about martial arts and i'm going to think about taekwondo but in the back of my mind it's it's always there i'm always thinking about oh yeah oh, oh that's quite interesting i can perhaps use that in my in my next set of lessons or i'll think about sure. oh, i'll do something and you'll think oh you know i wonder what that what was that move again and i'll get my books out and have a quick look then put them away again sure. so i think it's there in in my mind all the time but it's not something that you know it, it doesn't take over your life of course Sure. But it, it's there in, in the background. And, you know, if, if I see something on TV or I see something on YouTube and I think, oh, I wonder how I can, you know, turn that into make, making that work for me and um, in my students. Sure. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's there. I think once once it's got a hold of you, I think it's there in your life all the time. Yeah, and also yeah. in the way you live your life really as well and you know it's uh you know it's all, all about being you know a nice person and doing the right thing and trying to help others you know and, sure. I, and I love that, that you know for me that's a big thing is, is to yeah. you know to, to help others in their journey and you know to have to have that satisfaction of seeing them do well is is great yeah. Well, you sort of you sort of answered my next question, really, because I was going to ask what, what are the, what, which is okay, it's fine. <laughs> the, the main benefits that martial arts have, have given you, um, and d- during this uh, series of podcasts, people will uh, hear from me and you know, the benefits that I've got. I'm a lot, uh, I'm a lot calmer. <laughs> I was a little, I was a lot more hyper as a as a teenager, and um, martial arts gave me a bit more of a, a focus. And it also it also gave me something that um, I could do uh, as an individual, but as part of a group, as you mentioned before. And I actually found that uh, quite advantageous to me because I loved I loved playing football, but I always had to rely on other people, uh, you know, to, to take it as seriously as I as I did, if, if you like, or have as you know have the same sort of level of um commitment, if you want to call it that, as I did. But with martial arts, it was very different. Although I was doing it in a group, actually, when I went home, I was practicing on my own and I could commit to it on my own and so on. And I actually found that very, very beneficial for me. Uh, it, it gave me a focus, it gave me some discipline. Um, I loved all parts of martial arts. So you know that that was the main sort of benefits for me uh you, you mentioned your daughter started um little pumas when she was four did, did you sort of see any any change or perhaps you could outline maybe the benefits for the younger ones because i know you teach quite a lot of uh, younger children yeah. 
Yeah. Um, oh, for, for the youngest ones, you know, I think it's really all about confidence. Yeah. You know, I, I think the content of the, the class is not as important as to how the class makes them feel. Right. And if, if you know what I mean, you know, I think it doesn't matter if you're doing punches or you're doing kicks or they're running or they're, they're sure. playing games. I think to add that little bit of discipline into their lives to, you know, and, and to give them that confidence to, to help them use their voice. Yes. Um, yeah. I think really is really helpful for them. And I've seen that time and time again over, you know, over these many years I've been doing it here. Sure. Uh, you know, you see these little shy children coming in who can't leave their parents' side. And very quickly, you know, they're, they're in with the rest of them having a, a great time. Yeah. And if they go home at the end of it saying, oh, that was that was such good fun, you know, and, and I, I think that's a, a job well done. And they, yeah. they just love the aspect, they love, you know, the uniform. They, you know, I, I had this this year, I had one parent who didn't want their child to have a uniform. And then I said, well, you know, we'll see how that goes. But I had an email yesterday saying he really wants a uniform. He really <laughs> wants to to feel the same as everybody else. He wants to be part of that team, and uh, and I think that's how it makes them feel. You know, they they feel yeah. proud and, and they feel special because yeah. they're doing something that not everybody else is doing. So and that's not that great feeling. Yeah, it, it is good. And anybody you know listening to this, and if you're thinking of teaching martial arts, you know, teach teach kids because. Not only will you teach them, but they'll teach you a lot about yourself yeah. as well. Certainly about patience, I would say, is <laughs> the number one thing. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Th thanks very much uh, for that. And I think also as well, you've, you've got quite a unique situation, I think, because when I go to Norway, one thing I, I notice with the kids is you've got kids from all different uh, backgrounds, all different nationalities yeah. because mm -hmm. of where you are. And I actually think that's quite unique. I don't, yeah. you know, in the UK where I am and I go and I do gradings, I don't, you don't get that so much. Uh, most of the kids there, you know, were born in the UK and, you know, their uh, parents were born in the UK and so on. But obviously where you are and that type of industry, they come from all over. What, what, what about any challenges there? No, not challenges so much because all of um, our language barrier can be sometimes with new students who have just started school. Remember, all the children who, most of the children who come to my classes uh, actually go to the British school already. Right. So they're already speaking English during the day. Uh, but, you know, we, we have had some who are just starting to learn English. Sure. But then it, it's a very visual class. You know, we demonstrate everything. We show, you know, we show everything multiple times through through the class. And they they, they just follow on and they're normally quite happy just to, to watch and follow. Right. Uh, but we, we did a we did a, a class last week where we were doing counting and they were counting in Korean and English. And then we did counting in every other language. And I think there were nine other languages that we ended up counting wow. in. <laughs> yeah. uh, and all sorts. And it's amazing. These children are just, they astound me every week because most of them are bilingual. Some of them are trilingual. Wow. And they're, you know, you, they, they're switching languages between their parents and then with me. And it's just absolutely amazing. It's fantastic, isn't it? Um, I wish I could speak Norwegian <laughs> as well as these children speak English. So. It's, it's brilliant, isn't it? No, thank, thank you for that. Well, uh, I uh, mentioned to many people that 
during the last few years, you know, my, my training has taken a few a few different directions. Um, I mean, I still do the physical stuff, and you know, I still love the patterns and the you know the kicking and uh, a little bit of pad work. Not so much sparring these days or fighting because it hurts. But mm. um, I've actually started doing some meditation, uh, and I know meditation, in my opinion, comes in all different shapes and forms. Um, I've also started doing some some breath work as well, uh, just um, you know focusing on my breathing um, and trying to um, calm my breathing, trying to slow my breathing. As I say, I'm a naturally hyper person. Actually, um, I've, I've <laughs> quite a, a strange personality because I am actually quite quite insular as well. Even though people think I'm I'm yeah. quite an extrovert, but the meditation and the breath work has has really helped me. And um, it's helped to sort of calm my mind, calm my thoughts and so on. And I know it's not for everyone, but my question really is, is you know, do you do anything like that? Do you do any, any, any sort of meditation type practice or breath work, that type of thing? Well, I'd like to say yes, I do that every day. But unfortunately, <laughs> no, I don't actually. But I, I do try and incorporate a little bit of uh, meditation work in, in classes every week oh, okay. just, a, just a couple of minutes you know just normally mm. at the end of class or breathing exercises at the beginning of class just you know getting the students to really focus on their breathing and how it affects their body and of course you know when they're actually working is, sure. is focusing more on their breathing when they're performing their techniques mm. um and a little bit at the end you know if, even with the little pumas they really they really quite like it to um you know to spend one or two minutes at the end of every class just to contemplate where they are in the world and what they've done and what they've sure. enjoyed of it. Yeah. but myself um no not not really right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of feel that I should I should do more, and I probably do focus on breathing. I like to run. I, I like to run most days. Sure. And I do like to focus on my breathing when I'm. Yeah, well, that running. that can be quite a meditative process, really running. I mean, I don't run anymore, but I used to run a lot, and I used to actually find that, particularly if I was a bit upset or um, not saying angry, but you know, a, a little bit sort of. Um, you know, I, I just needed some some space. Then running was quite good. I, I used to yeah. love going running. I used to particularly like running late at night when there was no one around and the the air was a bit fresher. Um, I quite enjoyed that. I don't I don't run anymore, but um, I do walk. I was walking this morning and I enjoy that. So it can be quite a meditative process. My my eldest son is actually quite a keen uh, keen runner, which is uh, good as well, and he finds that ben beneficial. So. You know, I, yeah, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it as being a like a, a meditation technique in running, but I suppose it is because it's it's the one thing that I do where I don't think about anything else whilst I'm running. I don't think about taekwondo. I don't think about work. Hmm. I try and really clear my mind. So when I'm out, I'm just out looking at, you know, I like to look at the scenery. And when I say running, I'm talking loose, loosely in terms of running. Sure. It's, uh, you know, I am moving. It's more of a fast jog than a, a straight yeah. out run. And but But my philosophy on running is that it should be enjoyable. Yeah. I think if you get to the end of a run and you say, oh, I hated that, then there's really no point in doing it. You might as well stop. Sure. You know, you have to take it back, go slower, go slow enough that you can enjoy being alive and being outside in, in nature. It's, sure. You know, okay. I love it. That's great. So um, as 
you know, people know, you know, you, you teach martial arts, I teach martial arts, but we do have uh, another life <laughs> outside of martial arts. I know a lot of my students don't believe me because <laughs> they, think, they think they they think I'm I'm in a in a, a martial arts suit twenty four seven. Um, but I, I do have lots of other activities that I actually love doing uh, that actually take me away from a martial arts. So when I get back to that, I, I enjoy it. I sort of playing the guitar. I think I mentioned on the last podcast. I love doing puzzles. Puzzles are one of the the things that really um, calm my mind. I went. Yeah. Like like you with running, when I'm doing a puzzle, nothing else matters. I can actually s- stay there for yeah. hours mm-hmm. doing a puzzle. Um, so, you know, is there anything that um, uh, – or what do you do when you're not doing a, a martial art? Any other activities that you uh, enjoy? Well, obviously, I, I still enjoy skating. Um, I, I, right. try and, I try and do that as much as I can. But the, the rinks here close for six months of the year, so that's not something that's continuous. Sure. Um, I, I like to run it most days if I can. Um, I'll take the, I've got two dogs and I take those with, you know, with me a lot right. of the time. Sure. But one of them's getting a bit older now and he's, he's not, he's not enjoying <laughs> the running. I've just been like putting 30 kilos. Away, right? He's not loving it yet. So yeah, so that, that's pretty hard work. Uh, you know, I enjoy reading and I just, you know, I enjoy being at home, you know, just with my family sure. and, um, yeah, there's there's not nothing nothing else major really. Okay. And you know, other yeah. fitness stuff. You know, I've uh, I've got the Peloton app, and you know, I'll use the spin bike and. Oh wow! How how are you getting on with that? By the way, Peloton. How how does oh, that? Oh, I love it. I re- I'm really enjoying it. Actually, there's loads of different um, um, genres of exercise, the strength okay. and running, and meditation and yoga, and you know, so you can pick something new. And I like the fact that there, you know, you can do 10 minutes or you can do an hour. Sure. You, know, you, can, you can choose. No, I'm quite enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's on my own as well. You know, I'm, I'm the same a bit like you. I, I, I do. I do a lot of stuff on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I quite like that. You know, Taekwondo is where I meet a lot of people and you're talking for hours and you know you, you, you it's like non-stop isn't it you know I, sure. I had yesterday and I do four hours of teaching back to back and it's um you know it, it's quite full-on sure. so I, I like to you know I like to do my other exercise where I have no commitments you know you can just if you just fancy doing it you just yeah you just go downstairs and you just do it there's no one you don't have to be anywhere at any set time sure sure yeah it's your time if you just feel like <laughs> getting on your spin bike you can just go and do it yeah that's good because uh i i have uh, been tempted a few times to uh look at peloton um just for a you know a bit of variety i haven't got there yet but I'll, maybe i'll try maybe i'll try that and see see how we go uh i quite enjoy i don't know just <laughs> ad-libbing sometimes get on the bike think oh yeah should i do a hit session or should i just you know do it slowly or whatever and just crank away but uh yeah we'll, we'll see how that goes uh, well also along along with my my martial arts regime and the other things that i do uh, i've actually i've actually always let's say really looked after the way i eat but but at uh, one time I, I was vegetarian as you probably know um i've actually just tr- transferred the last sort of five or six months over to a funny off a, a meat-based diet <laughs> an animal-based diet i should say mm-hmm. um and one of those was be- one of the reasons was because of my skin. I had a, a condition, psoriasis, which I still have. 
And I found actually going to an animal-based diet has made a massive difference to my skin. Uh, I do take some supplements and things like that. So, you know, do, do you have any uh, sort of diet regimes or, um, you know, food regimes that you stick to or you just, uh, or are you a Usain Bolt who loves uh, burgers and just <laughs> eats anything he no, likes and he can run as fast, faster than anyone in the world? <laughs> No, I'm not really. You know, I've I've never liked the concept of dieting as a as a diet because I think the, the second you say you're on a diet, then that that diet there has to have an end date. So what what I try to do is to you know just make small changes that that are sustainable that you can sure. carry on forever. Uh, you know, I've got a really slow metabolism, a thyroid problem, and so I know I have to eat less to sure. you know to not not put on weight but we recently actually my diet has changed quite dramatically fairly recently because i was diagnosed as being allergic to dairy oh, which is quite a shock to me because i love dairy it's my yeah. favorite thing i was like my yeah. body just hates me at the moment <laughs> and um but i'd had a, a trouble with a cough and uh, wheezing like asthma and they gave me inhalers that didn't work um sent me for x-rays that should didn't show anything and finally, they sent me. Uh, they sent me off for uh, allergy testing, and it came back as a dairy allergy. Oh, wow. So I've been now a week in one day. I, I've been completely dairy free. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, and and that's this is a first for me because it's everything that I love. You know, butter and milk in your tea. You know, a cup of oh, tea. Oh wow! With milk. And, I, and I've <laughs> had to stop that. Uh, cream. Oh, all the oh, all the things. All the nice. All the good stuff. <laughs> But actually, I have to say, the thought of giving it up was worse than actually doing it. Sure. It yeah. hasn't been yeah. too bad. The only thing that is still bothering me a little bit is not having milk in my tea. Well, that, that, milk in my tea is not quite the same. <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 drink, um, I drink a lot of green tea, so I'm not too bothered about that. But I do have, I do have one uh, coffee every morning when I'm here with two tablespoons of butter in it and I absolutely <laughs> love it I have it blended uh bulletproof coffee if anybody um has had bulletproof coffee or not I mean and uh I find it I find it difficult to go without that but uh, I seem to be I seem to be okay with certainly with dairy um you know, yeah. Uh, so but, you know, I'll, I'll yeah, as, as you know, you've been here many times, and you know my stash of uh, fruit and green teas only <laughs> here for one person, and that is you. Yes, so, yes. Uh, and uh, but I've, I've had that stash down now lately, and I'm trying to test out different fruit teas, Dif different ones. Yeah. Manage that, yeah. Well, I, I can recommend <laughs> I can recommend Chinese gunpowder tea, which is what I, what I have at the moment, which is quite nice. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> slightly fruity, but oh no, that, that that's great. Well, if you uh, if you had uh, what well, we'd all like this, but if you had um, endless hours in the day, <laughs> endless hours in the day, um, you know, I ask people what what would their day look like. You know, my 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 day would consist of. Um, uh, certainly doing some martial arts, doing some training, probably a little bit of time on my motorbike, seeing my children, doing the odd puzzle, a bit of juggling, a bit of guitar. <laughs> um, so so uh, that's the set. The question really is, you know, if you had endless hours in the day, you know, what, what would your day look like? <laughs> oh, well, not, not quite as busy as yours by the sounds of it. But, uh, oh, my perfect day, what would that be? I think I think it would be not getting up too early. Um, I'm, I'm not really a, a huge early riser if I can help it. 
Um, weather, you know, not too hot, not too cold, nice spring day. I'd get up, go for a nice long run with the dogs. You know, the, the sky would be blue, the sun would be shining. <laughs> Come back, nice breakfast. My two girls, they would both be at home. My husband would be at home. And, you know, I, I think I, it would just be spending the day at home with my family at home, maybe reading a book and having someone cook dinner. Oh, and, wow. And clean up afterwards. Oh, wow, yes. <laughs> that, that, that would be part of my perfect day. So uh... Excellent. Excellent. Well, do you know what? Uh, as I'm as I'm here living on my own, I have I have to clean up after myself as well. But my, my perfect day probably would be somebody else cooking for me and then cleaning up. So that would be yeah. nice, <laughs> definitely. Well, look, listen, thank you very very much. Uh, we're nearly out of time. I'd just like to say uh, a big thanks to you. Uh, I think you're a great instructor. I think you do a fantastic a fantastic job. Whenever I come to Norway. Um, Myself and uh, Masro, we get treated very, very well by by you and your husband and your family. And uh, you know, we uh, we sort of take over a little bit of your home, but we're very, very appreciative of, uh, of how how well we're treated when we're there. I'm really looking forward to uh, coming to Norway again, seeing you all soon, and seeing the students as well. But uh, I'd like um, to thank you for agreeing to do this uh, uh, this interview on my Everyday Martial Arts podcast. Uh, if you if anybody is listening to this in Norway and you'd like to uh, connect. Uh, and go along to um, Miss Alison Gildert's school, uh, then perhaps we'll put some information in the show notes for you. But uh, thank you very, very much, and hopefully we'll uh, oh, see you're you again welcome. very, very no, soon. No, it's been fun. It's great. Right. Okay, take care. And uh, you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.